the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL. What's going on over there? Are Are we good? Joe, you're laughing. Is everything fine? I can't hear a thing. Is our music still here? What's going on? The world's coming to an end. What? Hey, so it's the Tim DeMoss Show. You've stumbled across... Our fine, ooh, there's the music. Uh, now I'm calm. Nothing like familiarity. Exhale. By the way, this coffee is warm. It's not hot. Is that what happened? Micro? All right, whatever. Been that kind of day. But we're going to move forward, are we not? We are. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Couple minutes after four. And, uh... Our forecast, nice day, a lot of sun, 86 the high, and then we're down to 65 with clear skies tonight, lots of sun tomorrow, high inching up near 90. Phil's had a nice win yesterday afternoon, despite the fact that they had to play into the uh, late hours the night before, a 15-inning win over Detroit, and they played a, an afternoon game yesterday, 1-4 zip, JT Real Muto, home run number 12, Nick Williams, home run number 2. And uh, Phil's with another win. That's their third in a row. They're off tonight. And then they start a weekend series at home tomorrow against the Atlanta Braves. That should be an important series. Atlanta's lost a couple in a row. Phil's have won a few. They're five and a half games out of first now and just a half game out of the wild card race, those Phillies are. So with 50 in-game change games to go, it's going to start to get more interesting down the home stretch here. Eagles opening up training camp today. And uh, we hope to have a chance to head down there and, and cover some of the practices and over the course of the season, some games and have some of the players on. So we're looking forward to that as well. But Joe, you know what? Today, we have a couple of special guests that we're looking forward to having in the meantime. Okay, that sounds great. It's true. Uh-huh. First of all, yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Anderson. Oh, yes. You've heard of him? Yes. 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 That's what I said. Who's on first? What's on second? So, yes, of the band, yes. Oh. Songs like Roundabout, Owner mm. of a Lonely Heart. Mm. He's in concert in the area and also has a new album out, which I've been listening to the last few days. And it's something. It's it's all, it's like very. You like it? Yes, his music is so, and, and John's also, kind of complex. It's, it's Well, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like every song's a story. There's different kind of things. It's not. Roses are red, I, you know, violets are blue, I like rock music, and so should you. You know, mm-hmm. really not like that at all. <laughs> so we'll maybe give a sample and of so it. And so the melodies and the oh, and the use of the instruments. I yeah. mean, that stuff is like, uh, that's right. classic. And, and this this album is like that. So we'll, we'll chat with John about that here in just a few minutes. And then we also have author Morgan Tyree on. She has uh, uh, written this book called Take Back Your Time, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress, and increase productivity. Ding, ding, ding. Check each box. Write down the list. 
Yeah, right. I, I'm thinking pretty much anyone who's listening could benefit from that. Yes, yes. And if I, if I have my facts straight, we even have copies of that book to give away. Yes, we have three. All right, so let's do that. Uh, this hour, let's make it kind of a all-skate, if you will. If you want to text or if you want to email, anytime this hour, even before we have Morgan on the program, just the title I would think would be a motivation, take back your time. Email Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com, or send the text to 610-500-DOVE. That's our text line for the show, 610-500-3683. Just your first and last name and uh, where you're from is nice to know. And the word time will be sufficient. And should we draw your name out, we'll get back to you and get the rest of the info, your address and things like that, to make sure we can mail you your copy. Fair enough. So anytime between now and 5 o'clock, Morgan will join us the second half of the program. But uh, anytime between now and then, please don't text and drive or email and drive. Pull over if you have to or when you have a second. Between now and 5 o'clock, just send your first and last name and, uh, again, where you're from and uh, the word time to 610-500-DOVE. That's our text line, 610-500-3683. Or a quick email to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Brief break. On the other side, we'll welcome aboard Hall of Fame rock and roll vocalist, lyricist from the band Yes, John Anderson. He'll join us in just a couple moments here. WFIL, it's Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. I did not know. With your eyes closed, too. And the guitar behind your back. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, classic song from the band Yes, which was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2017. So, Roundabout, one of the most well-known songs. We're glad to bring on board this time co-founder of that band, John Anderson. John Anderson has a new record out, solo album, and also will be touring the area in the next couple of weeks. Hello, John. How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Great. Thank you for carving out a few minutes to chat with us. Good. Good. Yeah, John, uh, co-founder of the rock band Yes, also done a, I guess it's how many solo albums now? Is it 15 or around that? Uh, 300. 300. <laughs> <laughs> well, 15 have been released. And the rest is going to take the next 20 years to be released. But, you know, I'm working on a lot of music. I like making music. Yeah. Well, the newest album, I've enjoyed listening to it a number of times, A Thousand Hands, and uh, it just came out, I guess, a few months ago. And is it correct to say that album, though, has been in the works for a long time? Like, not just... Yeah. Say, yeah. Yeah, the music is timeless for me. You know, I found these tapes that were in my garage. I had them in my garage for 26 years, and then I thought, I better play them so you can still work, and they work very well, and we created this album out of them called 1,000 Hands. That's 
started way, way back in uh, 19 somewhere, um, 90. Yeah. <laughs> Can you wow. imagine? Wow. And uh, never got it finished. And it's a really good album. Very, very interesting. It, it, that's a great word. As I listen through it, there's so many things going on with it. There's beautiful violin. There are drums. There are times it's orchestral. There are times it's island. Uh, share what you know, just a bit about what went into the writing and, and you know, and eventually the performing of it. If you can do some of the songs and the concerts that you're doing too. Yeah, yeah, we do some in the show along with some great yes classics and uh, songs that I did with Van Gallis and some songs that I did. My first solo album, Elias of Some Hero. So it's a very wonderful evening of music for anybody who wants to come and see the show. Yeah. Uh, the album started, uh, you know, I just wanted to write some new music. I was living in Big Bear, which is in the mountains near LA, some 30 years ago, and I started writing these songs. And uh, I called the album Idea was Oslock, meaning a lot of us. I just wanted a lot of musicians to perform on it. Okay. And luckily, as I said, 26 years later, uh, got a good producer. New people like Billy Coburn, he had, his phone, he had the phone number for Billy Coburn, Chick Corea, Ian Anderson, Tara Power, and a dozen other great musicians who perform on this album. So I have an eight-piece band on stage now reproducing the album note for note, which is fantastic. Wow. Uh, we're chatting with John Anderson, the uh, from formerly, well, before, let's say formally is not the right word, right? Because technically you're still part of yes, even though you're not touring together at the moment. You th- theoretically right. could, right? So, no, I, yes, I started the band in 69. I feel like I'm still in yes, no matter who I do music with. I'm still in yes. You yeah. know, I believe in yes, being progressive uh, music and uh, adventurous music. I love the idea of what yes has done over the years. Yeah. I'm still going to keep doing it until I decide to get off this planet. Yeah, and folks will remember, obviously, there are many songs roundabout in the early 70s, Owner of a Lonely Heart in the 80s, and there are many others over the years. The new album that you've done, again, called 1,000 Hands, uh, there there are a couple songs on here. There's one that's a, a particular interest to me. Uh, I think it's the song Come Up, where it yeah. starts piano-y, jazzy, then it's island, then it gets faster, almost choir-like and dancey. Like, so... That, does that capture oh, yeah. your kind of you know who who you are as an as an artist and as a musician? Yeah, it's it's just music. You can't really decide. You know, I've got to make a, a song for the radio. No, I just make music for what I feel is really good. Put it into an album of music, of songs, and uh, I don't think about it. It doesn't play it anywhere. I just I think about other people hearing it and liking it, and I've always felt that way. I've never chased. The idea of being a, a rock star, pop star, whatever. I just feel I've become a musician. And uh, I have to say, I, I, I went to see the movie yesterday about the Beatles songs, and I just couldn't believe how emotional I got because the Beatles is where I started. You know, everything became music to me because of the Beatles. John Anderson, our guest, uh, you know, it's interesting. I Correct me if I'm wrong. I had heard when you were younger, while you did have an interest in music in the early years, you also had a number of other interests that you were thinking about maybe being a part of, like, uh, football or you know, soccer. Uh, and I just I bring this up because I find it very interesting that your music has you know become so uh, big and complex and there's lots of aspects to it that it's interesting that it comes from a place where, you know, it wasn't because you started very young and that's all you ever wanted to do, but instead, uh, you know, it just, that's how I guess it developed, if I'm making sense. 
No, no, no. I agree. You know, when when I was fifteen, all I wanted to do was to play for England soccer. You know, that was my dream. Like very much my Rod Stewart. He wanted to play for Scotland. Okay. So, you know, musicians, most musicians that I have ever met, you know, especially from England, that just wanted to be soccer players. I <laughs> don't know why. Interesting. But it's just uh, the idea of the game and being part of a team. So when you're in a band, you're in a team. I have an eight-piece band that I'm touring with, and uh, boy, oh boy, these guys are so good. These these musicians are all from different parts of the world. I have a percussionist from Jamaica, keyboard player from the Philippines, a violin player from uh, from China, and uh, wow. and I'm from England, and the bass player from Ireland. What can I say? It's like <laughs> an international. Uh, team of wonderful musicians, so I'm very excited about people seeing the band. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer John Anderson from the band Yes is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show today. He has a new album called A Thousand Hands, also touring the area. Take a quick break and continue our chat with John Anderson. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest, Hall of Famer from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, John Anderson with the band Yes. He has a new solo mount called 1,000 Hands. Also doing a few concerts in the area. Ocean City, New Jersey, Monday the 29th. Asbury Park, Friday the 2nd. And in Ben Salem, August the 3rd. So you mentioned it briefly a minute ago. I was just going to ask you what folks are in store for. You have the eight-piece there, and it sounds like uh, I was going to ask, is it difficult to recreate what's on the uh, on the album because there's so much going on on the album? But um, does it take a lot of rehearsing for all that to happen? Yeah. We, you know, we did the rehearsal early, early this year. We toured for six weeks around America, and here we are again. And uh, we just got better and better. And uh, like I said, you know, when we did the uh, – because there's no disgrace. You know, in the middle, there's a big solo section, and I got uh, the keyboard player. One of the keyboard players he plays trombone, and the sax player that we have who plays flute and sax, big baritone sax. They can sound like a big band, you know. So one minute, we're rocking it all, and just like a big band, and then all of a sudden, we do State of Independence, like a full orchestra. So... It's just amazing what you can do these days. Yeah. If folks want to find out more about the shows, they can go to johnnyanderson1000hands.com. Uh, of course, no H in the name, J-O-N, anderson1000hands.com. Um, on the album, 1000 Hands, uh, also, I guess, in the closing song, Steve Howe uh, joins you. Has he been on other solo albums you've done before? Well, I sang on his solo album about, gosh, last time, 25 years ago. And he, I spoke to him a couple of years ago and said, you know, I, I owe you, you know, so if you do anything, let me know. <laughs> yeah. So I gave him a call and said, you know, I've got this song at the end of the album called Now and Again. You just play something, I'll, it'd be so beautiful. And he did. And all I wanted to do was to sing with him. So I did. I sang a song about me and him creating such beautiful music in the 70s. And uh, it was a beautiful ending for the album, very bookends sort of thing. Yes. Right. I noticed that after I listened, I actually didn't have the titles with me. And then I realized at the end of the first listen through, I was like, wait, I think I kind of heard a little bit of this earlier in the album. And then I realized, yep. yeah, track one's now, track 11's now and again. And uh, sure. 
Yeah, so that's interesting how that came to be. Uh, uh, just another question or two for you. I know our sister station, 990, we have two here in Philly. Um, it's uh, formerly was actually a Christian music station, and I worked here back then. It was called WZZD. And the, this, I remember the song, The Only Thing I Need, with the group For Him, was released back then. I think on a, yeah. a CD called Streams. Do you remember much about that yeah. recording and, and how you came to be involved? Well, I was working with uh, the guy who owned and still owns the, the studio near Nashville. Um, really, Robin Cole is a great guitar player, an old friend. And I actually just stayed with him for Christmas and wrote some songs with him. Again, we haven't released them yet. I don't know why. Uh, it was really good. And uh, next door was this band for him. And I just wandered in and smiled and said hi. And they looked at me and said, John Anderson, please, you know, this record. <laughs> so I said, okay, no problem. So I just sang it that day for about an hour. And then the next thing I heard, it was in the charts. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. John Anderson been kind enough to be our guest again in, in concert Monday the 29th in Ocean City, Friday the 2nd in Asbury Park, Ben Salem August 3rd. Details, John Anderson, 1000hands.com, and the new album, 1000 Hands. Uh, can you pick one song? Well, let's, we could play one song, uh, you know, just to give folks a sample of anyone off the uh, the newest album that you would recommend we give a, a spin to to let the audience know okay. a little bit about it. I think uh, the song, Where Does Music Come From, is pretty cool. Okay. It, it's uh, it's uh, Again, I was doing some vocalization about two years ago, and I had these tapes of just me vocalizing, and, I, and one of them became Rama Lama from the album, and the other one became Where Does Music Come From? And Michael Franklin did an incredible sort of threw uh, some music at it, you know, because I had just done old vocals, vocalizing to help the idea, and uh, it turned out great, sounds fantastic on stage, and it's very solid hit, very modern, and uh, wonderful. Okay. Well, we'll give it a spin, and we appreciate your time very much. Thank you, Tim. God bless, John. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is track nine from the brand-new CD, 1,000 Hands. Again, it's called Where Does Music Come From? It's actually abbreviated, titled WDMCF. This is John Anderson, lead singer of the band Yes, and uh, be touring the area. Details, johnanderson1000hands.com on those shows. Where does music come from? WFIL.
560 WFIL, WFIL.com. That's where does music come from? WDMCF from the new John Anderson album from the uh, Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, band, Yes. They had a lot of big songs over the years, including Roundabout and Owner of a Lonely Heart. We'll take a short break and we're going to shift gears uh, and get in the groove with an author. Her name is Morgan Tyree, and the book is called Take Back Your Time. We're giving away copies of that. So if you want to win a copy, I'm just giving you a heads up from now since pretty much uh, I think everyone listening can appreciate the idea of identifying your priorities, decreasing stress, and increasing productivity. How do you do that? Well, we'll chat with Morgan Tyree about that. Again, the book's called Take Your uh, Take Back Your Time. Uh, from now, if you want to send a quick text or email to win a copy, we have several to hand out before the end of the show. Emails Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com or text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just need your first and last name, where you're from, and the word time will suffice. Speaking of which, 429. More coming up on Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's, it's too short of time I period. have lots of time. They say time waits for no All man. the time. It'll just take a little time. Time is ticking away. WFIL.com. Classic DC talk from the early days. This song's called Time Is. From their Free at Last record. 433. Going down to 65 tonight. Clear skies. A lot of sun tomorrow. High 90. Phillies off tonight. They open up a weekend series at home tomorrow against the Braves. And the Eagles open up training camp today. Speaking of time, our next guest has written a book about it. Her name is Morgan Tyree. And the song, or the song, the uh, book is called Take Back Your Time. Morgan is our guest. Uh, Take Back Your Time, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress, and Increase Productivity. Hello, Morgan. Hello, nice to meet you. You too. Take Back Your Time is the book we want to chat about. And uh, I love the title, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress, and increased productivity. I could use all three. I was <laughs> Yes, me too. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about why you wrote the book, where, you know, the genesis of it, where it comes from. Yes. Well, um, I mean, I have my own personal time and struggles. I think we all do to some, some degree. Yeah. But I also do professional organizing. So I get to see firsthand what my clients are trying to navigate with their daily time management. So it's kind of a combination of my own life experience and also just seeing how other people manage their time well, and also where their struggles are. So that's really the background as far as where my passion comes from. Okay. And you, you, uh, I understand you have a family too, which will, of course, help you put that into practice daily. <laughs> so Yes, I have yeah three teenagers. So yeah, I, I know all about a full life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, in the book, you, you share, there's several different uh, aspects of the book I just want to get into. One is the seasons you talked about um, and how mm-hmm. Take Back Your Time was, was born from uh, experience of living through five seasons and not the weather ones, but the, you know, life seasons of sorts. So you could share what those seasons look like a little bit. And Yeah, so definitely. I, I want to really encourage uh, the reader to 
start by embracing their current life season, so just the chapter of life that they're in. And I personally have gone through several kind of significant um, seasons. You know, one was where I worked full-time, long hours, and then there was a season where I was home and I was homeschooling kids, and then I lived abroad, and then now I'm running a business and still managing parenting. So I just want to identify with the reader and help them to discover what their current season is and kind of use that as a starting point as far as what kind of parameters are in place, because in different seasons, we have different flexibilities based on what's on our plate. So that's kind of the background there. Okay. Morgan Tyree is our guest. The book uh, is called Take Back Your Time. Talk a little bit more about that. There's a, there's a time zone aspect to this book. Yeah. Uh, the red, yellow, and green, I guess we go green, yellow, red is the order, but yeah, share yeah. about those time zones. Yeah, definitely. It's a, so it's modeled after a traffic light, which I think we're all familiar with. And what I'm trying to give people is a um, simple system to follow. It may not always be easy because I think making good choices with our time is where the, where the challenge usually is. But the concept is that your green time zone is when you're going to work on your most focused tasks. So those things where you need to have minimal distractions and really a lot of ability to focus like your green light, you're going. And then your yellow is the yellow time zone, which is more of a flex time. It's the time when you can start and stop things and you might even multitask in the sense that you're going to, you're going to complement two tasks that can be done simultaneously. And then the red is more of that still time. And it's the time we all need to fill our tanks up. So it could be hobbies, exercise, rest, you know, whatever helps you recharge when you put the brakes on. So that's really the overarching theme and that's the system yeah i know uh i think in one part of the book you had talked about um or had quoted in each chapter you know i will have a quote in it and some scriptures woven throughout mm-hmm. too but talking about how people sometimes will waste their most productive time uh, of the day whether it's when i guess most awake or most with it and they're they're, they're doing things that don't really require high level thinking and uh, you know, mm-hmm. sit there and you play Candy Crush for half an hour, and all of a sudden you're a little tired and you're off center. Like, what? What time is it? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So right. talk, yeah, talk yeah. about that that whole idea of you know all times of the day aren't created equal and how to how to guard that. Oh yes. So I think first of all, we all have probably different times in the day that we're more or less productive. You know, there's people that are night owls or people that love the morning hours. So. There's a self-awareness piece about knowing when you're at your highest productivity, and that would be a time to definitely match those more time-intensive or more focused tasks. You know, if you're a night owl, then that might be a really productive time for you to get some productive work done and be able to focus, you know. But knowing yourself and knowing when you're, you know, maybe when you get that lull in the day, that'd be a time to do some of those simpler tasks that are maybe more mindless or just kind of, you know, easy household things or what have you. So it's just really identifying how you're hardwired and capitalizing on that and making that kind of be an asset versus not really being intentional with how you choose to match up your tasks. Morgan Tyree is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We're talking about our book, Take Back Your Time, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress, and increased productivity. Uh, my wife and I have five children. It's not as easy as I'd like it to be to minimize distractions, as you were chatting about a couple of minutes ago there. Uh, any thoughts on how to do that, especially as you want to be a, you know, a parent that's not just telling your kid, go away, I got stuff to do, or you, know, you want to have that balance between taking care of responsibilities and, and you know, leading and, and training your children and spending time with them? So I would say starting from a place of just communicating well can be really helpful. So that could be communicating with your spouse or with your children. 
you know, when you maybe need to protect that time. And, um, and you may also want to set yourself up. Maybe you need to step out of the house or, you know, go to a place where you can kind of have some built-in, you know, boundaries in place. So communication definitely. And then I think the, the other thing that we all can do a better job with is just minimizing distractions with our technology because, that is something that, you know, we have all this great technology at our fingertips, but it can actually be a real time thief if we're not careful. So as simple as shutting down email application when you're trying to do some work on a computer, you know, something like that, um, silencing your phone, whatever the things are that might that you might be sensing are common um, challenges. As far as kids go, I mean, I think that, again, the more you could schedule that those tasks at the best possible time, in the day based on, you know, the family dynamics, that can also help, you know, just thinking about when is the best time to try to do my most focused work when the kids are maybe preoccupied or have other things going on. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Tyree's our guest. Take back your time as the book. You also have a, a website, right? You do some blogging. Folks can look you up there too. Uh, right. Yeah. Morgan. Morgan I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Morganizesme.com. Yeah. I blog regularly on there sharing about organization and time management, okay. all those good things. Yeah, well, so because as I'm thinking, as you're talking about, you know, it's just a fight. I, I don't know in your experience mm-hmm. and, and being a mom, also um, the, the practical application of of being able to be focused when you have, you know, cell phones. It takes discipline. It's not that the mm-hmm. cell phone's wrong, but it's just so easy yeah. to be in a conversation with somebody, and, and you're kind of half looking at your phone, half looking at two mm-hmm. other people, and you're not really present. Uh, I think about this. With, mm-hmm. I'll put it this way. I, I think about this with laptops. You know, laptops great. Mm-hmm. But then you're never really off duty because you're taking a laptop everywhere right. you go. So um, mm-hmm. maybe speak a bit more to the to the stop time part of the of the of mm-hmm. the color, you know, to, to be able to say I'm going to. Yeah. 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 And I think that that, you know, you can maybe give yourself some laptop hours or work hours on the computer. Uh, maybe you decide they'll check social media two times, two times a day versus just getting on whenever there's a, a fair, a, a, a quick moment. And then as far as really investing in the fill time, if you're going to go to an exercise class or go walking with a friend, again, maybe minimizing the ability to be distracted, whether that's your phone or other interruptions. So I think that, you know, for, I think everyone's different too. Like maybe you're listening to a podcast and that's, that's a fill time for you. So you don't want to be rigid about it. But I think um, when you look at the fill time, it needs to be something that helps you truly unwind, you know? And I think if you're in the red time zone and you're, getting distracted or being pulled back into work mode, you're going to probably minimize the effects of being in that fill time because you probably are going to be, you're kind of multitasking essentially and not really having a quality focus on one or the other. So it just takes a real intentionality to say, I want to restore and do my self-care. I'm going to put some boundaries in place around that. Morgan Tyree is our guest. The book is called Take Back Your Time, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress and Increase Productivity. We're giving away several copies. Take a short break, but do feel free during our chat if you want to text or email yourself into the running. Happy to receive those. We'll draw several winners at the end of the broadcast. Text is uh, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just need your first and last name and where you're from. And the word time will suffice. Or if you uh, want to send a quick email, same thing to Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. Back with Morgan in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 
You must remember this A kiss is just a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The fundamental things apply As time goes by AM560 WFIL WFIL.com Is that the Tony Bennett version, Joe? It sounds like Tony Bennett. Julie Wilson, please. Sorry, it sounds like Tony to me a little bit. Yeah, but... you know, I recorded the song, but this isn't my version. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I'm thinking it's Jimmy Durant. Is Jimmy Durante the original? Jimmy Durante does a version. Julie Wilson in the movie. Yeah, but Jimmy Durante does a version, too. Very nice version. Yeah. That's the one that people, oh, 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 I can't do your impersonations the way you do. But thank you for the lovely, timely, timely bump music here as we come back and rejoin our guest, Morgan Tyree, author of the book, Take Back Your Time, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress, and Increase Productivity. And again, we're giving away copies. If you want to win one, send me a quick email with your first and last name and where you're from and the word time. To Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com, or if texting's easier, not while driving, 610-500-DOVE is our number, 610-500-3683. In the book, uh, Morgan, you talk about an interesting uh, idea, how personality and schedules, uh, you know, how they, how they are related. So just share about that if you would. Well, I think that we all have kind of a different capacity level. You know, there's some people that have a high energy level or a high stamina and maybe can do, you know, more in a day, just physically speaking or just mentally. So I think knowing kind of what your energy level is and what your output capabilities are is really important. So again, it goes back to that self-awareness and I can relate. I am definitely more of a high energy person and I would never want someone to think, oh, well, you know, I need to keep up with her pace, you know? So it's saying, What's my pace? And also, what is my purpose right now? What are my priorities? And kind of mirroring those two rather than trying to keep up with the person next to you, you know? And so knowing yourself well enough to go, okay, I can take on X amount, you know? And then I think, too, filtering commitments and choices through what your top priorities and purposes are. If you know what those are, when you're asked to do something, like, for example, I was asked to be on the PTA, I was like, that's not in my wheelhouse right now. Yes. You know, I don't have the margin and it's not on my heart to do. And that's okay, right? I'm, I'm doing other, I'm volunteering in other areas. But just knowing that and also knowing that that would have stretched my capacity too far. That's okay. You know, no is a one word response. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. My wife's not good at it. I guess we see possibilities everywhere. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you, and you know, even like the Lord talking about, you know, love your neighbor. So Everyone's your neighbor, right? So you could be at Walmart, mm-hmm. you could be your person down the street, and you, you could have eyes for that. But it, there comes a point where you you know you have to keep re- remembering a little bit about where you, you know what your main responsibilities are, and don't get too far afield uh, making everything your business that maybe you know the Lord didn't bring to your table necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I, I echo what you're saying. I am just I get excited by opportunities or loving on people or sharing or giving. So I have to definitely be. Um, diligent about my yes and my no's. And I, and I would say, I think having a sounding board, if that can be your partner or a good friend, somebody that can, you know, kind of hold you accountable again to what your main focuses are, that can be helpful. You know, we don't always see maybe the big picture when we say yes to something. So I definitely press into my husband a lot and get his input. Um, He has a little lower capacity than I do. So he keeps me in check. And then the other thing that I really honestly struggle with is probably having enough red time. I'm 
being more of a goer and a doer, I don't always want to slow down, but I know I do better when I do. So I try to schedule, you know, different things on my calendar, make sure I get a walk-in daily, do some things so that I'm not emptying myself, you know, too much each day with all that I am doing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, I was going to ask you, do you have any specific, um, whether it's boundaries or something, you know, other things may be fluid, but certain things Mm -hmm. that you look at, you're like, this is basically how I'm going to operate. And unless something really emergency comes up, these are some benchmarks for myself to help frame Mm -hmm. my day. Yeah. Yeah. Every morning I kind of have a slower morning start. My kids are a little older, which gives me a different flexibility. So I definitely always generally start my day with a quiet time and my coffee and just some reading time and that. Um, I, I, I don't really feel guilty or torn in the early morning. It's not super early, but it's just a great way to start my day. So I definitely, that's a habit. And then I also this year decided I wanted to start getting a regular massage about once a month or so, hmm. which feels a little guilty or, you know, like a privilege, but it's really been good for my health and stamina and my stress. And again, what's really, I, I talk about this in the book, when you schedule something, and I think that's what we often don't do is we don't schedule the hike or the, you know, I'm going to sit and read for hours. We don't think about scheduling those types of things because we schedule things like dentist appointments or, you know, life things. But if we schedule some of those things in the red time zone, we're going to be more apt to do them because we're, we block out the time. So the massage has been a great example because I am committed to going and then I go and it's, I always look forward to it. So yeah. those are some things I do. Morgan Tyree, our guest, again, the book is called Take Back Your Time, Identify Your Priorities, Decrease Stress and Increase Productivity. Talk about, if you would, just for a second about your, you know, what you wrote about with goals and, uh, and also accountability mm-hmm. and how that factors into mm-hmm. accomplishing things. Yeah, and that's good. So what's interesting is that I do talk about goals. That's kind of the end part of the book. That's my hope is that people will look at their time differently and then maybe start working towards some goals that they've wanted to do but haven't gotten around to doing. And so I'll give an example. When I go work with clients in their homes, often the clients are kind of zigzagging. Like they want to fix the whole house or they want to, you know, declutter everything. And, and what they're getting, when they bring me in, they're getting accountability. So we, we are, you know, carving out the time to actually work on the decluttering and organizing. But then what I help them do is we have to come up with a priority list because usually a house doesn't get decluttered or, I mean, I'm sorry, get cluttered up in a day, gets cluttered up over years or months or what have you. Yeah. So I would say with goals, it's the same thing. Like it's nothing wrong with a big vision, but I think you have to narrow the vision and maybe think room by room or one goal at a time. And you could look back at your past year and go, okay, what did I accomplish last year? What's reasonable for me? What did I actually do, you know, in my previous years with goals or my previous seasons? So I think it's just having that reality. And then the accountability is huge because when you share with people that you're going to do something, it just builds in an accountability because you'll be asked questions and, hey, how's it going? And so I think that it's easy to have a goal internally, but when you externally share it, you're going to build in more motivation for yourself. And that's definitely, I've experienced that very much in my own life, that I'm pushed harder when I share what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it sounds like you're very, I mean, this is what you live and breathe and it probably gives you a lot of joy to help other people. Was it always a, an idea for you to write a book or did you, was the blogging first and the book came second or how did that come about? Yeah, the blogging um, was where I started writing and I just found that I um, definitely really enjoyed the writing process and I, I just really want to cheer and coach people on. And I, and like I said, I get to see people in my day-to-day life when I work with them and I get to see so much of the stress that's out there. And I just, I've had people say you're calming and I, I just, you know, they're just starting to get to breathe a sigh of relief. And so that was just my hope is that I could 
share some tangible and tactical tools because I think a lot of these struggles are very universal um, for a variety of reasons. And so I just um, I found writing to be really enjoyable and then a great way to reach people and encourage and equip them in their next steps where they want to go. And I, I bet you have, and maybe we could we could wrap up with this, but uh, just the, the fact that uh, you've seen and probably corresponded with or people if they interact with you on the blog, you know, all sorts of people, some people who maybe need a little more of a fine-tuning compared to people who feel like their lives are just completely all over the place and, and they need a lot of work. Uh, so mm-hmm. uh, do you do you have I – mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, but just to hear it from you, uh, just a word of encouragement for those, no matter kind of where they are uh, in the time, mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in their, in their lives, that you know, especially with God's help, they can one piece at a time, like, you, like the title says, mm-hmm. take back your time. And it may take time yeah. to take it back, <laughs> but it can be done. No, that's that's a great question. I uh, what came to mind is we did a parenting class back when our kids were young, and it was really just a great class that gave us a lot of tools as, as young parents. But the teacher told us, "Remember, tomorrow is always a new day," and that was so refreshing because there's days where you're, you know, you're you're tired at the end of the day after parenting or whatever your whatever's on your plate. And so I think that's it's never too late to to work on something or to improve or to move forward. So I would want you know anyone listening and reading the book to feel like, okay, you know, I just, maybe I want to make a small adjustment or maybe I want to make big, a big adjustment, but I think it's all about taking small steps, you know, and you may not radically change your scheduling or how you commit to things, but if you can work daily to be more intentional, you'll start to see that fruit, you know, because God has a plan for our lives. And I think that we can take that plan and really um, hold it you know, intentionally if we're, if we're keeping focused on that. Yeah. There are lots of great verses uh, to that end, especially in Proverbs. And I know you have some of them in the book too. So that's a Mm -hmm. a very practical and, and, you know, boiled down to nuggets of of God's truth. Uh, So I'm glad you included those throughout the book too. So uh, Morgan, yeah, yeah. Morgan, thank you for taking time. God bless you. And uh, your family, you guys are my, I have family out. You're in Colorado. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 We're Northern Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. My brother and his wife live in Colorado Springs. So. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Great area. Yeah. yeah. Their son, their son played baseball actually on the state champ championship team last year. So. Oh, very exciting. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. How about you? What are your kids into? You said you have teenagers. Yeah. So I have a daughter who just graduated. She'll head to UNC um, to be a teacher, and then I have a son who is into debate, wants to be an attorney at this point. We'll see. He's going to be a junior. And then I have a, my youngest is 13, wow. which is our soccer player. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, my wife's in Brazil, so teacher. soccer is a big – and and the, and the Netherlands. Her parents are Dutch missionaries, so oh. soccer is like Can a – you say Brazil? Yeah, she's from Brazil. A, a small, oh, fun. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, we lived in Portugal for three and a half years, so. Oh, neat. That's in Portuguese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've learned a little, not a lot. I've only been there once. Yeah. It is a hard language. I will, I will share that for sure. Yeah. I took yeah. Spanish in high school, so it's just enough to get confused. You know, it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably talking a, a combination of the two. Yeah. <laughs> happens. You blend them together. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, awesome. thank you, Morgan. Thank you for taking time and for sharing your book with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgan Tyree, author of the new book, Take Back Your Time. Joe, we're coming down the home stretch here. Uh, I had some folks text in and draw a winner here, but the person didn't give the name or anything. So I'm just quickly, you know, I try to, I just need to know when you're, your name, right? When you text Yeah, yeah that's so, it. We kind of so know. I just, I'm texting here and I just, whoop, there we go. My phone makes that funny noise. So hopefully 
There we go. And we also, congratulations to Janice, who texted in. At least Janice sent her name. And nice. now, now I need her address. We want to make entering easy. Yeah. So we just say send your name and like where you're from. If we need your whole address, we'll ask for that. Uh, hey, by the way, coming down the home stretch here, okay. you know, WFIL's summer speaker series at the Ocean City Tabernacle in Ocean City, New Jersey, has been going very strong this summer. Uh, this coming weekend, Daryl Strawberry, yeah. the uh, World Series champion, Major League Baseball All-Star. He's speaking at 8.30 and 10.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and uh, played for the Mets, Yankees, I think. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, And then Laura Story, who's done a lot of songs, including um, uh, Mighty to Save, is going to be doing the concert in the evening at 7 o'clock. It's quite a lineup. Daryl Strawberry, Saturday morning, uh, Sunday morning, I should say, at uh, 8.30 and 10.30, and Laura Story in the evening at 7. Details on that, octabernacle.org. That's this Sunday, morning and evening. We'll wrap up our show now and pass the ball over to uh, Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next. Our famous Friday show, Lord willing, tomorrow. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.